be televised the revolution will be streamed live all right what's up it is another episode of critical and thinking with myself ty barnett and i'm ian harris and uh we have a uh we got another guest today man we have we have i gotta say we have this is our 10th episode we're recording here oh, and man. uh and uh we've had some pretty that, damn do, good do, guests do we get uh what's the anniversary of 10 episodes paper um, yeah, Lint. I Lint. think it's the Lint. It's the Lint anniversary. Oh, then we're uh, covered. We both have yeah, Lint exactly. covered. <laughs> Look at my belly button. Uh, <laughs> yep, it's the anniversary. So, um, but yes. So uh, on 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 today uh, we have a uh, um, a fellow. Uh, well, I don't. I guess pod podcast. Yes, podcaster, but also does incredible YouTube videos, and he's he's a member of. of of the skeptic society, the skeptic uh, group—I don't know what you call them—in uh, uh, a community, um, and that's how I know him through um, some friends. And we just did—we just did Dragon Con together, um, and uh, it was nerd. really fun. Yes, a little bit, little nerd alert here. But uh, please welcome uh, Brian Dunning. Brian, what's how up? You doing? What's hey. up? Golf clap, yes. <laughs> but so, so yeah. So tell tell people for those of you who, for those of uh, our audience of four and a half people that don't know uh you give us a little bit of ba background about what what you are who you uh who you do who you are what you do <laughs> you uh, don't have to tell us who you do <laughs> yes, just, exactly. that's totally your yeah, business yeah, bro uh, those, yes. those records are sealed <laughs> yes. uh, yeah so uh, my name is brian dunning uh i am a uh, mostly known for my podcast skeptoid which i've been doing weekly since 2006 oh, nice. kind of became a whole career for me I've uh, been doing it full-time since 2010. Nice. And uh, it kind of grew into a nonprofit. We provide uh, free educational materials, documentary films, audio video podcasts, uh, uh, YouTube videos, educational materials around the podcast, kind of all kinds of, uh, all kinds of related stuff um, that, uh, that all grew from, from starting as a podcast. It's been, uh, it's been a wild ride, and it's been a lot of fun, and I'm just, just happy to be here. Nice. So you, wow. So you've been, uh, so of everything that you've, you've talked about, if you had to pinpoint the, the, the most interest, I know it's hard cause you've been doing this for a long time. If you had to pinpoint the most interesting topic that you've had to debunk and just cover, what would it be? The single most interesting, uh, that's yeah. It, it's so incredibly diverse. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, conspiracy theories is one of the one of the subjects that I cover. Done six hundred and forty something episodes. Wow! <laughs> uh, so conspiracy theories, alternative medicine schemes, uh, urban legends, um, paranormal claims. So you know ghosts and Bigfoot and Love uh, this monster and all of that stuff and all of the ghost stories, all the urban legends. Do you believe in uh, Bigfoot? <laughs> I gotta know. <laughs> of course not. Well, that's. That's interesting because I, I no short answer, <laughs> uh, but I totally did when I was a kid. In fact, that's really one of the things that I would point at as what got me started in getting me where I am today was 
believing in Bigfoot when I was a kid. Well, Brian, we have a surprise for you. Bigfoot is here, and he won. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I had a whole bookshelf, all the books about Bigfoot, about UFOs and ghosts and everything, and I, I pretty much believed all of it. And I became obsessed with learning more and learning what the real solutions to these mysteries were. Right. And when podcasting became a thing, it, it sort of gave me the opportunity, the outlet, the excuse to devote some real research into this stuff. And you know, kind of building on the shoulders of giants, a lot of great researchers who've done a lot of work before me. Yeah, um, you know, out... no, sorry, go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, just just finding out what what other people have have learned before and uh, compiling it into a, into a, a truly science based program that's uh, formatted for public consumption and is a lot of fun. You know, it's it's funny because I do I do a bit in my in uh, my act sometimes in you know various forms of my act about about Bigfoot and the the entire idea of Bigfoot and then going up to the to the Northwest and coming going into these towns that are like. Bigfoot central. Like there, there are towns up there that have Bigfoot themes, Bigfoot hotels. There's, there's like a, a town that's named after Bigfoot in Washington somewhere. There's like all these Bigfoot themed things. And I do a joke about how there's a big, you go and they always have a Bigfoot museum. And it's like, how, how the fuck can you have some, a museum if you don't have anything to put in the museum? And, <laughs> and I do this whole bit about the Bigfoot museum. Well, well, I do that bit. And like a year or two later, uh, somebody in my family, so I'm from Santa Cruz, California, which is kind of, you know, hippie, hippie, dippy, a lot of new agey type stuff up there. And someone says to me, oh, I love that bit you do about, about, um, I forgot what the, what the place is called, Capritoris or something like that. And I said, what are you talking about? And they said, oh, the Bigfoot Museum. And now for perspective, Capritoris, I think was what it was called. It was this weird little shop at the bottom of my hill growing up. There was a video store and new age bookstore. And, um, and I get, apparently when the, when video went out of business, they decided to turn it into a Bigfoot museum and I had no idea that it was a Bigfoot museum. Um, so they thought that my bit was about that and it was not about that. So I went, that's amazing. They replaced something that doesn't exist anymore with something, something that, that doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's crazy. They're like, well, we can't have videos. Those don't exist, but Bigfoot. <laughs> and the funny thing is I took my daughter in there when we were, she was like eight years old. I took her in and she's like, dad, this is just like your, this is just like your, your bit because there's because it's like there's nothing. What they have is like Bigfoot themed memorabilia. Like here's a comic book of Scooby Doo meets Bigfoot. Here's a here's a record that's all music songs about Bigfoot. Like there was nothing. There's more proof that Scooby Doo exists <laughs> right than <laughs> Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. But I was like, wow, they have museums in my hometown. Uh, uh, I, I, okay, so now okay, I gotta ask. I want to because I didn't. I don't research a whole lot like stuff like this. So all right, UFOs. I'm going down the list, bro. I'm going down <laughs> the list of things, Brian. And I want you to tell me whether you believe in them or not, and give me the proof. UFOs. <laughs> UFOs. Me? Okay. What are you? What are you asking me? Do they exist? Do, like, do, do you? Do you believe that they exist? I think he's you, asking. Do you, do you mean that? Do do, un, do do things that are unidentified exist, or he's asking do uh, do alien no, no, spacecraft no. exist? No, 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 Agent Mulder. <laughs> Don't even try it. Do you believe that we have intelligent life on other planets, and have they visited the Earth in our lifetime? Uh, I, I can tell you exactly what the 
all, nearly all astronomers and exobiologists and people who study, and physicists especially, what, what everyone uh, in, in the whole science community, what we all generally agree on, uh, and that's that it's, it's a, virtually a certainty that life exists elsewhere in the universe, and it seems quite clear that uh, it has never visited us here on Earth. They have not, never so, visited yeah, there is there oh. is no we there seems to be no evidence that anyone has ever visited here on Earth, and there seems to be no physics that would make such a such a visit possible, anyway. So, oh. no to uh, alien visitation on Earth. Yes, absolutely yes to life elsewhere in the universe. And and I don't know if you've watched television lately, but I think I think there's good evidence that intelligent life has never existed on Earth. <laughs> oh a lot of people would agree with you. <laughs> because I, I'm one of those people who I like I I can I and and not for the reasons you believe because I don't research it as much and I, sometimes I I really I really wish I did, but I think I would be even more crazy than I already am. But I'm one of those people who believes in other lives on planet just for the simp on other planets simply for the fact that we're too fucked up here for it to just be us. <laughs> like it can't just be us in the universe. It cannot. There's no way in the world that whoever created all of this said, you know what? Fuck those other planets. They just put everybody there. I see so you're also you're also assigning. You're assigning somebody. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, yeah. I, I know, but seeing that that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Ian is about to get into his atheism and, and stuff like that. But uh, but I do I do agree that there is other life out there. But I'm surprised that you say that that we've never had a visitation. Why? Because I over time, like you see certain things, and I feel like we've gone to other places like we've gone to the moon uh we've gone to i mean we've put rovers on mars and stuff like that i just think that if there's other life out there i think someone's had to at least come by and hang <laughs> just come by and just see what's on that blue planet right there just to, and they may have left quickly like it's almost like going to a shitty trailer park or the worst neighborhood and like ah i'm good i'm not i'm not cool with my car being parked here like I get that. I'm just I I have I have a hard time believing like we've never had in 2018 we've never had any visitation. Why would you think that they've never come here? Well, how would they? So so imagine imagine this. Imagine um uh, imagine uh, the universe uh, or the galaxy anyway, the Milky Way galaxy being represented by a Christmas tree and lights all over that Christmas tree representing uh, stars that have uh, intelligent life living on them and those. Those lights on that tree blink on and off. You know, they'll they'll blink on for a second or two and turn back off, kind of all over the Christmas tree constantly. Right. And it's really, really rare that you're going to have two lights exactly right so close to each other on the tree being on at the same time. So when you're talking about the time that an intelligent civilization is likely to exist, given how long the lifespan of a planet is and a solar system, and everything it's just it's just really improbable that you're going to have life existing on two worlds that are very close by that are so close that you could actually travel between them within the span of several centuries you know we wouldn't be able to travel to any of our neighboring stars even the ones that especially the ones that that seem to have exoplanets uh surrounding within within a period of several centuries it's just we just couldn't do it However, what we do do is we send radio signals there. And what they would do is they would send radio signals here. 
And because that's so much easier, you can mm-hmm. travel at the speed of light with your radio signal, which you can never hope to do with a spacecraft. Right. Uh, and and even still, if we did go the further step of sending someone there, we would send a robotic craft because the energy budget for that is exponentially smaller. You don't have to worry about food, oxygen, water, life support, all of that stuff. You can just send a little robotic craft. Okay. So now with all of this, with all of this information indicating that a radio signal is the best way to contact another civilization, you look at, okay, what are the universal constants that intelligent life is going to understand? And you can see that in, in the whole, well, well, I could get really deep into this, but basically there's, there are several obvious ways that you would do it based on universal constants, uh, radio frequencies that, that are likely to go through atmospheres, to be detectable at long distances, and to be the ones where people are going to be listening. We've been listening to those. We've never heard anything on those yet. Okay, okay. So that, one day in the future, that I but get. That's a great indication that there's nobody out there talking. That okay. That that I totally understand that because if we haven't heard any, because like I know we put sonar uh, in the ocean to hear whales, right? You know, and you can hear the whale, you know, talking back. So I, I that right there was actually <laughs> a very good explanation of why because we haven't heard anything about it. like there's no alien that's come back and be like who's this. <laughs> new new spacecraft. Who's this? The other thing, too, is that, you know, uh, part of the thing that I think also that Brian is saying, too, is that it's also possible that, I mean, how long have we lived on, how long is, as our type of, you know, homo sapiens, um, anybody who, who is even remotely able to possibly travel through space lived on this planet. Right. It's been a couple of hundred, I mean, it, it's been thousands of years, but but with capability of doing any sort of space travel, yeah, it's been yeah. not even a hundred years. So, you know, and the planet will eventually, will eventually die and, and go away. So over 13.8 billion years that, that, that our universe is, has existed, there may have been civilizations that already came and went before we even had life on this planet. So even if they they were willing, were able to travel, our planet might not have even existed at the time, or life on this planet might not have existed at this time. So so the fact that even if they could and would travel, whereas there's there's probably so many that have existed at different times or haven't haven't fully formed in where they're at yet. I mean, there's so many different options that that um, yeah, just just even having having the uh, the the concept of somebody visiting here to me is 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 a little silly, but also. Um, even if even if they did, even if they did do a drive by, we uh-huh. like we don't have any evidence that that's happened. You know, I think that's that's the main thing. Um, so, so you don't you yeah, don't think you, that spacecraft you don't think that spacecraft landed in um, in Roswell? No, <laughs> no. I've actually I've actually had an email argument with the guy that wrote. I mean, that's that's a mythology, and it was created by an author, um, okay. as as with most of these stories, and it only later. You know, when it finally got reported in the National Enquirer and everything and and then re-reported and re-reported and, you know, made into TV movies, you know, did it become generally known and people started to believe it and assumed that it was based on some kind of fact and it never was. Because we I'm have that alien that right here, right now. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just, that's that's going to be the running thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually one of the most go back, going back to your original question in fact what is the most interesting thing that I've looked into it's exactly that phenomenon where you've got these pop culture beliefs these whole things that are phenomena in popular culture that people all over the world believe 
and going back and finding what the original source was. And more often than not, it turns out to be just some fiction author who just made crap up. <sighs> and that's a really, really cool discovery. And then when you watch the progress of that urban legend and how it became a thing that people believe, to me, that's really cool, and that's really interesting. You know, I, I saw a documentary about—I've about, about um, I've seen many about Roswell, but I, I saw one, and it, it, it was a documentary. It might have been even an episode of Is It— of, um, is it real or one of those things that, that was around for a while? Uh, um, but it was, um, you know, a, a science-based, uh, skepticism-based documentary about Roswell trying to kind of actually get the real facts. And one of the things they noted, too, aside from what you just said, was that there were several events happening during that time where they were obviously testing weapons um, and testing aircraft and doing different things. They were testing a lot of high-altitude um, uh, balloons, and, and, and they were testing, like, uh, high altitude parachutes and different things like that. And, and it was over like 10 years or more period around that area. So there were a lot of witnesses that saw weird things. Um, and some of these weird things that people describe, they actually have footage of, um, uh, you know, of, of them dropping mannequins out of with, uh, um, parachutes or whatever. And people saying, yeah, I saw these smooth looking people all over the ground or, or whatever the deal was. And, and I'm watching this going, they, all these weird experiences that, that, that people thought they saw from a distance and they always lumped them into this one event. And, and the documentary was like, well, this is like 10 different events over 12 years that people remember as one thing and they lump mm -hmm. this all into, yeah, yeah, Roswell. I remember 1947. I remember seeing these things. Well, really when, what they saw was this one experiment that somebody did in 1943. And these other people saw a different experiment that was done in 1952. And these other people in 1955 saw a, 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 a new, a uh, stealth plane that we were working on and they thought, and they've lumped it all into, yeah, it was about 1947. Um, and it all adds to yeah, this all, overall you know, story. exactly right, except it was actually even a little bit simpler than that because almost all those memories were from one guy, and it was based on a series of interviews with this one author who was you know, really kind of prompting this guy and drawing him out for everything this guy could remember from his career. And then oh. it was this author, uh, Stan Friedman, who kind of wrote the whole thing together and created the narrative Damn. based on essentially one man's recollections of, of, of exactly as you described things that happened over a long, long period of time that were completely unrelated. See, that makes me think of L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. Like, like you, I watched the, um, uh, the Scientology going clear, going clear. And they we had Travis on, <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about, they were talking about how L. Ron Hubbard is, was a, a science fiction writer and turned us into this mega church type thing. So when you say that, that all of these things came from this one person's mind, it, it, it does make you think like, wow, like how much more stuff have we just been kind of following? How many breadcrumbs have we just been following that came from one person? Um, so on that note, JFK, who killed him? <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing them all out, bro. I'm getting them all out today. Oh, yeah. You know what? That, the, so the, the JFK episode, that was one that, that people were requesting that I do for years. Now, my show is short. It's only like 12 minutes. Which is what's okay. great about it, by the way. For anyone out there watching, it's 
clear, concise, gets to it. You post, you post the links. People can go do the research themselves, and it you you get to the nuts and bolts of the issues really quickly. It's re- it's really great. It's it's one of the best. I send your stuff to people who go, well, what about GMOs are causing cancer? I go here, watch this. <laughs> like it's mm. just so easy. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But that's and while that's that's a blessing for the listener, it's it's a curse for the author because I've got to take a subject like JFK, where you've got hundreds and hundreds of competing conspiracy theories, and literally over a hundred trigger men who have been claimed by various conspiracy theorists who've been the true assassin. And how am I supposed to condense that into a twelve-minute show? Right. Obviously, that's not possible. So. What the way that I the way that I handled that particular episode was to talk about <laughs> the kind of the, the overall landscape of how and why the conspiracy theories evolved and developed, and what you know, kind of the life and times of, of where and when and why this assassination happened. Um, you, you can't you can't go into all the various conspiracy theories because it's it's hopeless. I mean, you're 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 just shouting into the wind right. by doing that. So, you know, but the short answer to the question is, um, you know, basically the, um, the, the government's report was was correct. That is, that's what all the evidence points to. All the Oswald. evidence that actually exists, yes, yeah. points to Lee Harvey Oswald as, as the lone gunman. Mm-hmm. Now, that obviously there are a huge number of people who dispute that. However, their their disputes are based on supposition and theory only and exactly zero evidence. If you want to go to where the evidence points, if you're going to follow the evidence, then you're going to land on Oswald. To you land know, anywhere else means that you are uh, refusing to accept any evidence. You know, it's funny because my so my I grew up with a dad who was obsessed with this conspiracy theory. Like he did tons of research. He actually, I mean, that this was like his his pet project his whole life was was the jfk um assassination like he he was convinced of all the yeah i mean it was it was like his thing um so it was one of those ones even as a skeptic even growing up as a skeptic like i I thought that was i just thought okay the conspiracy is not really a conspiracy it's accepted um and all the way even through my conspiracy i mean through my through my years as a skeptic um up until fairly recently i mean not not like a year ago or anything but fairly recently i was like well okay yeah, I th- I still w- was thinking okay, there's there's some kind of conspiratory element to this. Like even if it was Oswald, well, why did Oswald get killed by this guy, by a mafia guy when you know the mafia also probably wanted JFK dead, so why would Ruby kill him? That doesn't make any sense. Like there was a lot of things that I was like these things don't make sense, so there's got to be more to it than just this. And I was still on that boat where saying like I I'm not a conspiracy theorist but I feel like there's got to be more to it than just that. I like, I, you know? I believe that too. But, like, but but the thing is then I watched um I've seen a few things and I've talked to a few people like Brian about that. I haven't talked to you specifically about this but but people who have done research on it. And the other one is I watched the um did you see the uh uh Mythbusters recreated it because all the some of the myths are a guy can't with a bolt action I rifle did see that. get these things off the magic bullet if it hits this and they recreated the carcass uh, with like yep, a, with I like the, the, the ballistic gel and they recreated it no problem and I'm like well those were two of the major uh, some of the major points that that make you go well that can't happen they did it and it was exactly the way it said it happened and it was like okay well if those things can happen then 
then where does the conspiracy lie? And, and you know, I still feel like I'm sure there's probably a lot of people that wanted him dead. I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff going behind. There might have been some strings pulled somewhere. Uh, you know, there might have been some influence happening somewhere like, hey, Oswald, we want, you know, he might have been involved in some sort of group to help, you know, to spur him along. I, that's I, why I, I, said, don't, I don't think I don't it's a, I don't think it was simply just Oswald had a beef with Kennedy and I want to go kill this dude. That's it. I don't think it was that simple. Now, even if it does come back that he was the gunman, I cannot believe that it was just one person that was disgruntled with this president and I'm going to go kill this dude. Because because like you said, if that's the case, then why does the mob go kill this dude before he can testify? It has, not, if it has nothing to do with the mob, nothing. It has nothing to do with any, anybody else. Let that dude go to jail. He, he already did the job for you. If you got a problem with Kennedy, he already did the job for you. Why kill him? Well, again, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I've never said that, but everything I've read since has made me go, okay, all these points have been kind of put to bed now. Um, but Brian, you would, you would know about that. I mean, I, I, I just, I just remember that was one that took me a while to let go of. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, uh, I mean, you're right. When you when you say if, if more evidence comes out in the future, that's great. There's no statute of limitations on homicide. Right. And there is no homicide in history that has had more, um, certainly more amateur researchers digging for evidence, trying to find evidence, trying desperately to prove that the Warren Commission report was wrong. Um, and nobody's ever found anything. That's not to say that they won't tomorrow. Maybe right. they will. I think that considering how heavily tread that ground has been, I mean, literally <laughs> yeah. not a single line of research in human history has had more people going over it, going over it more and more times. Maybe somebody will tomorrow find something that nobody else has before. It would have to be pretty darn enormous, though, to overthrow the existing weight of evidence. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that they're ever going to. I, I think that that for sure. Uh, you know, I think what what Ty's saying too is, yeah, maybe, maybe you know, which is still, like I said, a very tiny little thing in the back of my head. That okay, maybe at some point we find that motivations were different than we thought, or there were, you know, we didn't get to talk to the guy because he he got killed. But there, I don't think there's any doubt now that. Oswald pulled the trigger and Oswald did it and the magic bullet wasn't wasn't that magic. I don't think he did um, it by himself. Uh, I, I don't I don't think there's any I don't think there's any any argument really, any legitimate argument for that right now, that that's not the case. But well, uh we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, there's no question you can ask that hasn't been asked a thousand times and hasn't had ten thousand people um, searching obsessing. I mean you're talking about you're talking about was it your dad? I mean you, you yeah. there's 10,000 people like that have followed every question that you can possibly ask. The idea that there is something un, undiscovered is kind of becomes absurd. Yeah, and it's been and and they've been looking at it all over this flat earth. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yes. So then okay, so let me ask you this and and I don't know if this ties into what what you're going to do with the the critical and thinking part of the podcast Ian, but uh -huh. Uh, what have you researched? What did you go into researching, uh, Brian? And well, you thought one thing, and then when you started researching it, you realized your initial thoughts about it were off. Yeah. Um, so that's um, that's a that's, that's a great question. It's one of my favorite questions that people ask me, and it's so great that I'm actually going to 
take a second here and pull up my document of answers to that question. <laughs> I hope you edit this podcast or is this live? It's it's not it's not it's not live, but we and we we can edit a little bit, but yeah, it's not. <laughs> Give me a second here. Yeah, no yeah, worries. Take, and, and, take your time. And it's funny because, um, well, this actually fits right in with um, when we when I did a Dragon Con, I got I was on uh, Brian did his his his, his uh, like um, a recap history of of his um, his his uh, of, of Skeptoid, and we did a little live uh, talk and some Q and A, and and we just were there to make some comments. Me, Leanne Lord, and uh, a couple other people. It was, it was really fun, but. Um, but that was one of the things that uh, that he brought up was how many times he's had to change his, or, his thought process, or go back and say, "Hey, there's new information," or "Hey, this was this was incorrect, but now here's the correct." And um, and that's what you know. That's what skepticism is: is being is being open to to the evidence and going where the evidence leads, not leading the evidence. And um, and yeah, and I think that's why I like the, the segment, the critical end thinking. Like, what what's making you think? Like, I, f- I find that's that's cool. Everyone should be thinking about something and changing their mind. But that's the, that, I think that's yeah. pro- part of why we have the problem that we have now. Because even if you do present stuff to people that is factual, that is, and it just they make, don't want to believe they it. don't want to believe it just because it goes against their belief system. Like I, and we'll talk about this in a second. I mean, Ian and I have uh, we we've, we've made a conscious effort to not talk strictly politics <laughs> but it's so hard this, it's so fucking hard <laughs> not to talk about and i'm telling you like I, i've been sitting here like looking at the time like okay there's yeah. a decent amount of time gone by we haven't mentioned any politics but then i'm like fuck how can you not talk about this in assist in with someone who debunks <laughs> theories how so so we'll get, we'll get to that in a second believe me we, we have time for that but i honestly have that's what i have more of a problem with now because again the thing you said about JFK, the thing you said about UFOs, all of this stuff I can look at and go like, okay, well, you just gave me some information to go look at, so now I'm going to go back and look at what you just said, and then I'm going to make my own opinion or, or based off that research. What we have now is there are too many people out here that, I mean, because we're not talking Bigfoot yeah. theories with these motherfuckers. <laughs> we're not talking Bigfoot. We're not talking UFOs with these people. We're talking about facts and numbers. Numbers that people still are trying to say that's not true, and I'm like, these are numbers. You can actually <laughs> go look up these numbers. So it has to be somewhat frustrating. I mean, or I don't want to assume that. Is it frustrating for you, Brian, as a person who deals with research and deals with looking into stuff more so than what's on the surface? Is it frustrating for you to see where we are now as a society to where facts don't matter anymore? All that matters is Absolute, whether you're absolutely. yelling more or not. <laughs> absolutely. Um, in fact, uh, in a in a couple of weeks, I'm going uh, in front of the, um, the the county where I live, Deschutes County in uh, Central Oregon. We've got a there is a the, uh, the public health commission has a global warming subcommittee, <laughs> right. oh, and they're they're having me come and give a presentation to them in a couple of weeks um, about a, a topic that I call. The two simple proofs of global warming. These are two smoking guns that is pure numbers and observable measurements that anyone can take right now. It has nothing to do with um, with uh, theories, with uh, predictions, with models. Uh, we, you take all of that out. Everything that is possibly debatable is completely taken out of the equation, and we just look at here are these two absolutely 
uh, irrefutable smoking guns. Mm-hmm. That is two plus two equals four. You can't argue with these. And these are two things that prove humans are causing global warming. Huh. Now, as you say, as you just pointed out, <laughs> 50% of the United States absolutely refuses to accept that, won't have That's anything to crazy. do with it. crazy. Um, 50% does, 50% refuses to. And these are hard numbers uh, that cannot be argued with. Could you imagine You're that? Either- Could you imagine that dude going around and telling people two plus two is four and half of the country saying, no, it's not? <laughs> that is exactly That's what's the happening. situation that we're in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite as simple as two plus two equals four, but it's not that much more complicated. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it, but it's, it's also, while it's frustrating, it's also why I'm not in danger of going out of business anytime. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Um, my, my job is always going to need to be done. And was it, was that movie that said, I'm in the business of such and such, and business is good? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot what the movie that was. It was. like, I'm in the business of kicking ass. I think that's what it was. I forgot that was the actual, I'm in the business of kicking ass, and business is good. <laughs> that sounds, sounds, like a, sounds like a Schwarzenegger line. I'm in the business of kicking ass, and business is good. <laughs> Time to punch well, in the clock. You want some of the episodes that surprised me the most when I sat down expecting to think one, find one thing and found something completely opposite to what mm. I expected? And what is that? Yeah, that would be great. That would, that's exactly. So cool. I'll throw a couple of them at you here. Uh, one of my favorites is um, subliminal seduction. We all learned in high school and or college that, uh, that they uh, would go into a movie theater and they'd flash the word Coca-Cola up on the screen or drink Coke or buy popcorn or something. And people would go charging out into the lobby in record numbers to buy Coca-Cola and popcorn. And the book, Subliminal Seduction, that was written about this experiment, uh, to this day, is uh, a staple in college classrooms. It's a textbook all over the country. And when I sat down to do that episode to try and uh, uh, see what, okay, what is actually known about this subliminal advertising? You know, does, does it work or does it not work? And what I learned to my total surprise was that neither of the above are true. What's true is that it has never happened. Oh, wow. The, the original thing with flashing Coke up onto the screen mm-hmm. was fabricated 100%. That experiment never took place. Wow. And as far as airbrushing naked ladies into the ice cubes in a whiskey glass, <laughs> that has never yeah. happened either. The entire thing is made up by this Again, by this one author, he invented the entire field um, out of fiction, and his book, nevertheless, remains a staple in college classrooms today. Wow! That was an example of something that totally blew my mind. <laughs> that, that, that that reminds me. That's that's kind of like the Halloween, the razor blade in the in the candy or the yeah. You know, it's the same, same thing. thing. It's never happened. We've heard that our entire lives. It's never actually happened. The uh, the, the pop box. The pop rocks. Oh yeah, pop rocks and coke will explode your stomach. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Another one, just another example, similar. And this is one of the stories that I talked that I, when I was a kid, that was in these books that I was reading with all of these great weird stories, was the Philadelphia experiment. How the U.S. Navy took this ship and they put some equipment on board and ran some experiment to make the ship invisible or make it teleport somewhere else, and right. when it rematerialized, some of the sailors were melted into the deck and all of this stuff. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I was really fascinated by that story. And again, that's been books and movies, TV series. It's been done to death. And everyone believes that something happened, or at least that this was tried by the Navy. And people are saying, well, maybe they were just trying to make it uh, invisible to radar, or maybe they were trying to make it you know, magnetically invisible to submarines or mines or something like that. Right. Um, again, the truth is what I least expected, that the entire thing was 100% fiction and there was no experiment done with this That's ship or any other crazy. ship of any kind ever. See? Wow. Just this one nutty author. Actually, this guy wasn't even an author. This guy was literally a nut who lived in his parents' basement. Hilarious. Wow. Now, was he was he trying to write uh, a fictional thing, or was he trying to create something that was that was nonfit? Like, was he someone who was like who thought this this was real, or was he doing a doing an L. Ron Hubbard and writing something that he knew was fiction? Do you think? No, this guy was this guy was was probably not. Uh, he was he probably had some mental handicap. He was probably not quite all there. Uh, he had a really strange habit of picking up every book in the house, phone book included, and just mm -hmm. writing in the margins, just writing anything and everything, just the weirdest ramblings. And right. that's exactly what he did with this one particular, it was a book about UFOs. Huh. And he wrote this whole thing about uh, the, the Philadelphia experiment as he imagined it in the margins of this book. And, and he just... mailed it to the U.S. Navy. And they just and bought really it. Oh, my based God. on doing that, it, it finally got some attention. Otherwise, yep. nobody would have ever even known that this guy existed. Is this guy our president now? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you see that? Yes. Did you see that video that I posted yesterday on 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 uh, on Facebook or whatever? There's a video of all the times that Trump thinks that the F-35 is literally invisible. No. I yeah. Oh, God, it's hilarious. He keeps going, this plane is literally invisible you cannot see it if it's next to you flying next to you it's literally invisible oh it's stealth that's what stealth means right stealth means it's literally unseeable to the eye and it's like and i have friends on my friends arguing with me online they're like they're like well it is invisible because you can't see it on radar it's like he says literally Invisible. invisible. If it's next to undetectable you, you can't and see invisible it. are two different things. Right. <laughs> two different things. Undetectable and you cannot see it are two different things. May, I, maybe he. May, maybe this is Trump. Maybe this is Trump. Years later, he was right. He was down there going. They tried to make this boat, <laughs> the ship, literally invisible. Oh my god! And they melted people. And be, be, uh, because I mean to to <laughs> to use the Avengers uh, as a reference, um, I, I can understand the technology of. Of putting reflective mirrors up, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, if, we, if if I had to go by a theory, I could see <laughs> if you had a plane in the air and you put reflective mirrors on the bottom, <laughs> and right. it just reflects back what you're seeing. Totally understand that. But when people, <laughs> I don't get this, man. I don't understand why people are so comfortable just believing the shit without even looking into the shit. <sighs> <laughs> well, why why would they? I mean, yeah. well, I've told you some things that you probably believe, and you didn't look into them. Well, you know, you but here's the thing. But you've also said stuff that. But now I can do one of two things with the information you gave me. I can either believe exactly what you said and everything you said verbatim, and go tell that to everybody else now, or I can research it myself and then draw my own conclusion. I have. I don't have a problem with people telling people things. I don't have a problem with that at all. 
I have a problem with people telling people stuff and then that person believing exactly what was told to them without even questioning what was told to them in the first place and then just believing what goes and then spreading that forward. Meaning that if I tell you honestly right now, Bigfoot is right now in the studio hanging out, drinking lattes with a couple of aliens. And um, if that is the case and, and, and someone says, no, no, seriously, Ian and Ty did a podcast and Brian and, and they was on the line and Bigfoot and then as opposed to saying, oh, well, let's see who else was at the podcast to double check. You know, that's my problem. So and I think we're now and this is why it's good to have you on and and have somebody that is a critical thinker and someone that does go and actually do the research. That is why I'm having more of a problem with where we are today, which brings me to the next point, which is the, the idea of politics and tribalism and understanding that just because your team says something doesn't mean that it's actually true. So, like, I'll give you a prime example. Someone just said, someone posted, and they said, well, how good is the economy? Uh, because the economy is so good that Obama is taking credit for Trump's economy. Now, let me tell you, if I did not care about my face, I would smash it into a fucking wall right now. <laughs> Th- that's how aggravating this is, because you can go and look up the numbers. You can look and see when Trump's uh, financial year started, which was this past October. Am I right? Yeah, it's September. Yeah, September, it's September October, right? Every financial expert, even some Republicans, have had to admit that Trump inherited a robust economy. That was the exact word, robust economy. So to come back to the thing of the, the looking at numbers, do you look at this as a person who who just goes off what you see and what you research, how frustrating is it for you to see the political landscape of where we are as a country to where no longer do you have to be right? You just have to side with your tribe. You just have to side and sound louder. I actually don't agree with your premise that 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 um, that this is the case now. I think it's always been the case and always will be the case. Really, uh, I, I I do think I do think that uh, we're at kind of an extreme swing of the pendulum where, where the divide is wider than it usually is, and people are more passionate about it than they usually are. But I, I also think that these kind of divisions are, are just the norm. I, I, th- I, I think it's... Think that I was gonna say I think it's also exacerbated by administration. Well I think it's also I think it's also exacerbated by by uh, social media. We we constantly are updated with everything that's going on. Every news source, real, fake, uh, satirical, um, bullshit, real. Uh, everybody's opinion constantly. Like we we seeing this stuff every day. You know, if, if I'm on Facebook or Twitter, there's five thousand people who are posting a meme or a story or a video or their opinion on something. And it's like, and then you get into an argument and that happens every single day. We All the time. But we didn't used to have that. So it seems worse because within our little world, there's, we do faction off into these hardcore tribes right. and we're, and we're arguing and it's not face to face. So it's much easier to just go, hey, go fuck yourself then. Um, and it's so much easier to do that in the situation that we live in nowadays. So I think it seems a lot worse than it is, but I think 
Yeah, I think I think Brian's right on some level that 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 type of behavior has always existed. It just hasn't been in our face. I agree. I do agree with that. That that this the mentality of believing your side has been around, but I have never seen it to where like I this is what always trips me out. We have literally more information literally at our fingertips and we're dumber. Like this is beyond, this is bananas to me. Like I've never seen it to where like I always say like I, I use the the um the uh the uh Western Union. Was it Western Union? Express, uh, who's the, the back in the day when uh, Pony Express, Pony right. Express, right? Where, yeah. where the, you get the mail, and so like if 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 I put right. something in a in a in a letter, and I say, well, Ian Ian Harris, uh, Ian Harris uh, eats broccoli, and I put it in a letter, all right, and I hand it to a dude, he rides to another town, which takes two or three days by horse. <laughs> so in that two three days, people can believe whatever, and only depending on when. He goes and gets to the town, then the rumor could be whatever. But even when they get to the town, they're only going to give that information to the one person. We are at a time now where you literally can look stuff up right now. Right now, you can see if Ian Harris really eats broccoli. (laughs) And we still, for some reason, don't want to look at that. And that is, to me, the more frustrating part. Because, again, you can have your beliefs. That's fine. But when the facts are there and you're just choosing not to look at them because it doesn't fit what you're thinking, that is the problem more so with me. And like you said, you may be right that we've always had this mentality, but the fact that we're blatantly ignorant is the but, scariest part. But I think I think because of that, um, to use your analogy, at the same time you have a guy sending another letter to the same place saying Ian Harris doesn't eat broccoli. Another guy sending a letter via Pony Express says Ian, Ian Harris shoves broccoli up his ass. And you get all these saying that's what we get with it. We have we not only have all the information at our fingertips, we have all the disinformation and right. misinformation at our fingertips. So the hard part is is weeding through what what is real and what isn't real. And the biggest problem in in IC and society that we really need to deal with now is how to examine which is what you know which is what Brian does, which is what skepticism does, is how to examine b- beliefs, where to fact check where to get your sources, what are good sources. Um, and that's the scariest thing to me is I'll, have, I'll, I'll talk to people all the time and I'll say, here's NPR, the New York Times, here's the BBC, here's, here's uh, this, this independent uh, newspaper, here's this video, here's this, all these things. And they'll be like, oh, you believe all those things? Well, here's, here's this other one thing that says differently. I believe this other thing. And, and they'll say, well, who's, whose facts are you going to believe? Or whose story are you going to believe? And, yes. and, and and they don't, people nowadays don't want to or don't understand what is a real good, like I hear that all the time where people say, oh, you you believe you believe that that organization? And it's like, yeah, they're a reputable organization. But Trump says that's fake news. And they go, okay, well, I guess it's fake news. Trump says it's fake news or whoever it is says it's not real. And and that's, I think that's more so where my, my issue is because people like you, Brian, you, again, Somebody can tell you, Ian and I can tell you two different stories. And you have a choice to believe what you want to believe. But the difference is, it sounds like you're the type of person that you'll take both of our stories, see whatever we said, and then you're going to go do your research on what it is. Then you draw your own conclusion. So the cool thing about having you on is to know that people like you still exist. Because I can tell you right (laughs) now, I honestly have lost faith in in humanity, to be honest with you. 
But the other thing is, is, yeah. is to see it from the other side, because I don't do the research on everything like that, that you do, because like, I mean, I do research on the stuff that I talk about, like I never post anything or in, engage in a conversation that I know nothing about. I'm not that, which that's the other thing that pisses me off. There's so many motherfuckers that talk <laughs> and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But for that's why I wanted to get your perspective on that. Is it something that you look at and it, like, do you look at the news and just say, are you serious? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> uh, I, I try to not look at the news. <laughs> there, you ah, there you go. Uh, so, I mean, you know, what you're talking about, I mean, I, I, what I do, I do, I work the way I work because it's my job. I mean, in my, in my normal life, you know, when I'm sitting at the uh, pub with my friends, you know, I, I, I don't follow any different process than anyone else does. I tend right. to accept information that, that fits my uh, predetermined ideologies, and I tend to reject information that doesn't, just like anyone else. Right. If I'm sitting down, you know, with a question, you know, like Bigfoot or the Philadelphia experiment, sure, it's as easy for me as it would be for anyone to dispassionately go in and see what all the previous research has shown. It's not really a different way of, of you know, being a person. Um, I think I just have a kind of a more interesting job. Right. than many people do. But, um, I mean, you, you, you're right that, you know what you're talking about with um, what's a good source for, for every person? You know, like, uh, right. if you're my mom, then Fox News is the only acceptable source for anything. <laughs> if you're a lot of my Facebook friends, then Washington Post is the only acceptable source for anything. <laughs> right. Um, you know, we all tend to go toward our corner. And anything that uh, comes from outside our corner is alien, and it doesn't. And that's the same. That's the case no matter which corner you're in to begin with. How many times a day do you just look at stuff and say, "You fucking idiot"? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so more, so many more times than most people because people send it to me. I mean, yes. I, I just <laughs> Yeah, you must, you, you must get, I, we, we have a mutual friend, Ben, Ben Radford, who we need to have on, on here one of these days. Uh, yeah. And, and I love listening to Ben because so, so you don't, you don't know Ben Ty, but Ben, mm -hmm. Ben, Ben's a, another author, another big skeptic guy that been around forever. He, he's, uh, the one of the, one of the editors or, or the deputy editor or whatever for the skeptical inquire. Like he's, you know, he, he knows his shit and, and he, yeah. he, he gets, he he said he'll like show you some of the the letters that he gets like and emails on a daily basis where where apparently he's a shill and he's he's on the take from everybody if you at like yeah. uh, you know a, a, according to the he should he should be worth a trillion dollars with all the money he gets from from big pharma mm -hmm. and from the you know the big big globe or whoever is no. whoever is out there uh, <laughs> yeah. you know the, 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 the it's like it's cr it's crazy it's like it every single person's like oh well you must be you must be on the take from from uh from this person you must be on the take it's every single person every time and that's that's why I said that's where I have more of the problem as opposed to saying Okay, let's look at everything. And a lot of this stuff, like you said about the global warming thing, if you put the fact that you have numbers to support everything that's going on with global warming, and you can go to an adult, and I use that in big quotes, yeah. big quotes, you can go to an adult and show them those numbers and say, here, look at this, research it, and they'll be like, Psh, fucking liberal. 
fucking <laughs> libtard. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying that they will dismiss it as easily without even looking at it. And that has to be yeah. that has there has to be a certain level of frustration that's different for you because as comedians, we can make jokes about these things. We go on stage and we we joke about how goofy some people can be. But for you and for someone who makes their living off of this type of um, research and this type of information that you put out there, there has to be a part of you that that this is disheartening. Has to be. There, it, that that's true, but it's also a really interesting challenge because then. What your job becomes is how to be persuasive to people who are preconditioned to reject whatever you're going to say. Right. And, and, and that's a really fascinating question. And it's a very different question than asking, you know, oh, what are the proofs that humans are causing global warming? Right. The, the new task is how do you take these facts and frame them in a way that people who reject global warming want to embrace and accept? Right. And, just just as an example, and I'm not saying this is right, this is just purely an example off the top of my head. If you can say that uh, patriotism is is a uh, is an ideology of of the Republicans, then you can say here's why it's patriotic to accept that humans are behind global warming, and you frame an article from uh, frame an argument on that basis. Right. Um, Yep. You know, you you kind of put your you have to put yourself in their mindset and say, okay, what is it that I want to hear? What is it that I want to hear? Why is why is global warming not the reality of the? Why is global warming being a hoax? Why is that a liberal conspiracy? Well, you know, what is it that I want to hear that I already agree with? Right. So, trying to frame an argument to change someone's mind by basing it on what they already think is a real fascinating challenge. Uh, and maybe I've failed that challenge. It's, it, it, it is, <laughs> I, you know, I, I say every day, um, I, I'm, I've got to start being, instead of being combative with these people, I have to start being more, um, you know, more accepting. And I got to try to find a way to be nice. To them. And it's and and bring them along and explain to them. It, there's been a couple of moments in my, in my, uh, arguing online days where I've actually had, you know, a, I've got a few usual suspects that are always, always fighting and contrarians to everything I say and they're hardcore right wing, no matter what you say, it's, it's, it's the opposite because you're a libtard and whatever. I have a couple of those guys. And one time I had a guy who said, I posted something not political. I posted something about wolves and um, a hybrid wolf coyote or something that's in Canada uh, that's taking over um, the area that because of, you know, whatever evolutionary uh, traits yada, yada, whatever. And I posted this. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And I made a joke about, well, if there's these wolf hybrid coyotes, why are there still wolves? Right. Um, (laughs) which is obviously the, you know, why are there still monkeys thing? Right. And, and I posted that. And one of my friends was like, oh, so you believe in evolution or something like that. And I, I gently, I nicely said, I don't know if you're kidding or if you're serious. But you're stupid. Instead of saying that for (laughs) once, normally I'd be like, God, you're a fucking idiot. And I said, I said, can I, I go, what is it you're trying to understand? And he said something about, no, he goes, he goes, this isn't evolution. He goes, this is um, something about, this is genetic, this is breeding in genes. These, these are just hybrid, hybrid uh, wolf coyotes, whatever, because of, because of their breeding, um, not because of evolution. And I said, I don't know if you're being, ridiculous or if you just don't understand that that's how evolution works (laughs) and 
And I explained to him that evolution is slow changes over time, uh, you know, and, and breeding within species and eventually how speciation happens. And I explained it. I mean, it was a long post that I did. And I had all these people coming on, like friends who are biologists going, wow, you just, you just summed up my, my first year of biology in, in, in three paragraphs. And other people going, wow, that was such a great way you put it. And he said, okay, cool. I understand it now. And I was like, what? (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. The guy was like, thank you for posting that. (laughs) Mind blown. Yeah. It reminds me of that joke. He said, uh, this word evolution, I do not think that (laughs) it means what you think it means (laughs) or something like that. Go ahead, Brian. What were you going to say? That's that's great to hear. That's not the usual outcome, obviously. Not at all. Right. So you did a great job. But what I was expecting was that you know the guy completely shut you down or defriended you or blocked you or something like right. that. And the reason I was going to say he did that is because, uh, assuming that this person has been uh, educated in creationism in some way, you were coming at him with exactly what he was told to expect you to say. Right. That are, that are these, false, these false arguments that are, you know, kind of the dogma of the, uh, the, uh, the atheists. So right. you were coming at him with exactly the thing that he was prepared to reject. Well, but and, and the thing is that normally I would have probably said, look, you're a fucking idiot. Here's how it works. Okay. I can't believe you're so fucking stupid that you don't understand that breeding is what causes evolution to happen over long periods of time. That's how we spread that's how we spread genes, dumbass. Like I, that's what I normally would do. That's what and, I was saying. And and he would have come back like, Oh yeah, well fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Breeding is different than you know, and it, he would he would have just kept saying the same thing, and I would have been like are you this fucking dumb that you can't fit? But instead I said, you know what? Maybe he doesn't know. And I'm going to try to j- to come at this guy from a different, a-, a different perspective and not be this arrogant douchebag that I can be sometimes. And I, and I, so I just said, are you, are you serious or do, or do you not understand? I said, cause it's very possible that you've never taken a class on evolution. You probably don't. Most people I know that don't believe in evolution, quote unquote, I hate that phrase who don't accept evolution have no idea how it works at all. They don't have the very, the tiniest understanding of the tiniest part of it, of it, of it. And once I start talking to them, I go, Oh, you don't even have, you don't even have, have any understanding of what we're talking about here. And, and so I figured, okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll approach them a little bit differently with kindness and it actually worked and it doesn't always work, but I, I have to remember to do that more because, because I'm so frustrated with, with these people so often that my first response is, God, you're a fucking idiot. That's where I go with it. <laughs> I, I, and, and don't get me wrong, Brian. Like, I, I do it. It's not my first resort. It's not. It really is not. But at some point, I'm like, okay, you're just not going. Either you don't get it or you're not going. You, you're, you don't want to get it. And to me, honestly, I get more frustrated at the people that don't want to get it because... If you post something, first, that's the other thing. If you put something out there and you know it's not true, and then someone posts something uh, uh, to give you proof that this is not the case, and your only recourse is to block them, that tells me that you're not a person that's reachable. You're not. You, right. you, because you've already closed yourself off to, to tons of information because it does not fit what you want to put in your box. And I think, honestly... As somebody who, you know, like you who does this for a living, I think I don't know if it's going to make your job harder or, or, or well, it's going to make it harder. There's, there's no way it's going to be easier because, you know, you come at people with facts, I'm assuming. You're not going to just make up something. 
And, and I think now we're in a society where people are too comfortable and too casual with making up stuff that sounds like it's in. Like, again, if you post something and this is uh, like, oh, just for real quick, we were talking about this Kavanaugh, um, the Kavanaugh case, and uh, someone posted, they said, well, isn't that interesting that uh, Blasi's uh, parents were in uh, a civil suit and Judge Kavanaugh was presiding over the case? They posted this on Facebook, right? And they had the case number in the thing. Now, again, it was a screenshot of a quote with the case number in the thing, right? right. So I mm-hmm. I just asked the question. I said, where does this come from? Please post a link where I can research this. Please post something to this. And they said, you can look it up. It's right there. And I said, okay, but you posted this. So I, I'm assuming that you had this from since. So, so yeah, I've already looked it up. Yeah. Right? So, so I did go look. Here's my whole point. I did go look it up. And those stories were in there, but those stories were from conservative to right wing uh, sites, nothing reputable, no, no, ain't no major news source at all. So I posted a screenshot of those and I underlined where these sources came from. I sent it back to that person who posted this thing. Do you understand? That person did not take down what they said. They kept it up. And th- that's my problem with people. I'm like, I just showed you that this is a very biased and untrue narrative that you're pushing. So I get more frustrated with it because as a comedian, I want to just, we deal with words, Brian. We deal with words and either it makes sense or it doesn't. So I have, I'm having a harder time now with people who have this information or are too comfortable and too cavalier with putting out false information. So with someone like you that deals with this on a regular basis, I mean, I don't know how much you, you research with what goes on with politics. There has to be a part of you, bro, that, that is just like, <sighs> what the fuck? <laughs> has to be. Well, so, I mean, when you're talking about people who post, you know, fake news, I got I, I, those words just burn my mouth. I yeah. can't even say fake news because it's, it's you know, purely an invention. Um, right. it, I mean, nobody deliberately believes things that aren't true. I mean, that's the definition of the word belief is something that you think is true. Um, people don't write news stories that they know to be false. Uh what, but everyone puts a spin on them, and people put a spin on on their news stories, usually with the right intentions. Let's say that let's say that I let's say I I know I think Ian is a big jerk, okay? And let's say that's point. Yes, that's point. Be true. <laughs> it's a purely purely a theoretical situation. So <laughs> so let's say that um, I saw Ian uh, kick a mailbox as he goes walking down the sidewalk. And I'm going to report that story in the news. I'm going to say, I'm going to use language that says, you know, Ian jerkily swaggered down the sidewalk, you know, with a sneer on his face and kicked this, kicked the mailbox. I'm going to make it sound as negative as possible. And I'm doing that because I believe in my heart that Ian truly is a big jerk. And I want everyone to get the correct idea. So I'm kind of, subconsciously spinning the story right. toward my pre-existing belief. Now I'm doing that with the best of intentions because I'm promoting a spin that I know in my heart to be true. Now everyone does that. And when you have two different people from two different sides reporting the exact same story, these are going to be two very, very, very different stories. 
And it's really not true to say one of them was reported honestly and the other one wasn't. They were probably both reported honestly. They were just reported honestly from two very different starting points and two very different perspectives. Right. But right. it's when people say my tribe is always right and the other tribe is always evil and 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 and, and lying, that's that's really what's not true. Okay. That's something that people have to start to accept is that it's not evil to be on the other side of the spectrum. Right. Unless you're what? a Nazi. Let's just, we, that has to be clear. Well, there are we, some good people on both sides. We, got, yeah, I, <laughs> very, we, we can't murky those waters. On both sides. <laughs> yes, exactly. Don't, no, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I am not saying that uh, you know, there was two equal sides in uh, you know, Charlottesville, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that when we talk about stories that are reported with a political spin, right, right, right. it's not accurate to say that one was a deliberate lie because it probably wasn't. Although, although I would say nowadays there are there are a lot of places out there that um, Fox News specifically, and I'm sure there's a couple on the left out there, you know, little blogs or whatever. There are places out there that I do think know that they're spreading lies. Yes, um, I think I think when Sarah Huckleberry Flanders uh, Huckleberry. Uh, goes up and does her 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 misinformation daily or whatever i think she knows for a fact that she's that fucking she's lying. lying yes um and i agree and th- there are definitely people out there and and i think that is the frustrating thing is is you know you you have that same story Ian's walking down the street and kicks the mailbox but then you see the video of it and i actually picked the mailbox up off the ground i just used my foot instead yeah. of my hand and you go look oh he's not kicking it he's picking it up and, and putting it back into place with his foot we you don't see, know what yeah. happened before that moment. Yeah, and you show that, and somebody yeah. else goes, "Yeah, but he did it angrily." It's like, come on now. Now at some point, you're, or, or the person goes, "Yo, I guess, I guess, I guess." Ty's point is that what he hates is when when you show somebody that, and they go, "Oh, you're right. He didn't really kick it." But then they don't they don't rescind their original that, exactly. Comment. So they still leave the old one up there, showing saying that I kicked something, and it's like, but you just agreed that he didn't. I literally <laughs> had someone. That's actually what someone said. Like someone posted something, just it, but whatever it was, it was false. And not only did I debunk it, but two or three other people in this thread debunked the same. Two or three different people came on and said, "This is not true. This is not true." That person, instead of saying, oh, okay, thanks, you guys, for giving me this information. I appreciate it. I will take this down. This person said, my page, my rules. Are you fucking kidding me? But the thing is, a lot of it, though, a lot of it has to do with ego. A lot of people have a real hard time. Um, everybody, I mean, I would say everybody. I would say even the most open-minded, skeptical, free-thinking person out there. It is hard to admit when you're wrong. I've posted stuff, and people said, hey, man, this is fa- this is fake. Or this is not really accurately reported, and 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 I've had to take stuff down, or I've had to go, oops, sorry. And it's painful, especially from my perspective, somebody right. who who tries to be diligent with that stuff. That it's really hard for me to go, yeah, yeah you're right. I fucking I fucked up, and I did so. It's so hard, and I do this also for a living, in a sense, right. not on the level that Brian does, but because I do comedy right. skepticism, and I do some of these, you know, I, I, that. Right. That's what I hold dearest, but, but and it's still fucking hard but there's, for me. But there's nothing wrong with that in being human. And I think Brian, I think I would hope that you're the same way. That if because that's why I asked you the question earlier: Is there something that you went into thinking one way, and then you 
got some information like oh wow okay that, yeah, that's like new information yeah. so i because I, i've done that before like i've posted something and i was angry when i put the post up you know and normally i do research everything so i put it up and then um someone who's a friend of mine not even in you know but just gave me the information they posted it on the page i researched what they put on the page i looked at what they sent i looked at everything in it and then i wrote a post saying hey you guys i normally research everything I dropped the ball on this one. Here's the actual story of what happened. Da 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 da. And I immediately took the post down. Right. Yes, you do feel like an ass. You're like, oh shit, I kind of put that up there. Because you're yeah. honest and you have this thing called integrity, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but I get what you're saying that you you hate admitting that you put something up there that was wrong. But to me, I feel like it's better to at least say, okay, well, because I didn't have all information. Now I have it. Now we're going to correct this situation. I think it's right. too many times now people don't want to correct that information and they're comfortable with having it out there because no one has called them on it enough to say that. So, uh, before we go, cause we got gonna, negative one minute. So we're, yeah, we're going to shift gears real quick though, Brian, real quick. What's your favorite eighties okay. movie? <laughs> you really want to do this eighties movie. Yup. <laughs> we got it. We got to end. We got to end on a different note. So what's your favorite eighties movie? Eighties movie. Oh God. You have put me on the spot really fast. I'm just going to start with empire strikes back. Love it. And I would probably think about it and come up with some better ones, but okay. since we're short. No, on no, time, that, that's a I'll good one. That's a good one. Even though the good guys get fucked up in that one, it's still a good one. <laughs> it, it is. It is the best one out of the original trilogy that, that I'm not going to lie. That is uh, as, I like it. as much because I'm a Han Solo fan. Just so you guys know, I mean, everything, <laughs> the universe begins and ends with Han Solo. So to, to see how that uh, let me tell you how much I am a Han Solo fan. When that movie ended and they when Boba Fett takes Han Solo off and then you see the end credits. You might as well have killed me at that moment. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? How do you fucking end the movie? Wait, he got away yeah. with, with the thing. Sure. Okay, but so no, sure. Empire Strikes Back's a good one. Ian, what's yours? Oh, man. See, God, all my favorite movies are from the 80s. Um, <laughs> I think I think probably, well, yeah, but except for some of the Blazing Saddles of the 70s. Um, I would probably have to throw something out there, Zucker's like, like, Airplane, 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 airplane was it airplane eighty or seventy nine, airplane or or even some other or or um maybe like a a, a, a goofy comedy like a, a better off dead or an airplane. I was gonna say better off dead. Yeah, better off dead's pretty up there, but um and that's very iconic eighties. But I think I think airplane is like the funniest movie ever made. So I would uh, say uh, vacation, vacations, and that, and that's you know that's even though I keep hearing all these bad stories about Chevy Chase, but yeah. I, but he's. That's one of the movies where I'm like, hey, I'm going to suspend all that shit you said about him. <laughs> right, it's exactly. Chevy Chase. It's the Griswolds. I don't give a fuck. Is that... Okay, so look, we got to get ready to wrap this up here in a second. Hey, man, first of all, thank you so, so, so much, dude. Um, it was my pleasure talking to you and getting to know you. I know Ian knows you already. But uh, thank you so much for your in info, bro. And and uh, keep keep... Keep keep keeping them honest, man. We, we we need more people like you out there that want to research and still look into these things. So Ian and I, uh, and, we and really quick, if if anyone's out there, we should also have make sure before you go, Brian, that we find out where. Yeah, tell them how to find you. But 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 anyone who's listening right here, if you have any, seriously, if you have any questions on things, or 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 someone's like, yeah, I don't know that this is true, or or hey, I you know they, somebody's giving you some shit about some alternative medicine or some kind of thing like that. I can almost guarantee you that Brian's done an episode on it. And if you just you just put in, you know, homeopathy, 
skeptoid entering Google, you'll yep. probably it'll probably pop up, and I'm telling you, you'll <laughs> have a you'll, you'll have a quick 12 minute video that you can just give somebody and go watch this. I bet you it answers most of your questions, and the questions that don't answer, there'll be links for you to go read the fucking research. I'm telling you, it, I do it all the time, and it saves me a lot of time with <laughs> with posting with researching 4,000 things and having to post somebody all this different all the different links to stuff. He's already done the re- research for you, but but where do people find you aside from Skeptoid? Yeah, Skeptoid.com is obviously the number one, but uh, I'm also Brian Dunning on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's it. All right. You know, cool. I'm there. Good. All right, so Dunning. as Not always, uh, as thank you so much. As always, we do the wrap-up real quick. Uh, Ian, prepare yourself because I'm going to give you the celebrity that you have to do, but I want to <laughs> say this really quick. Uh, we didn't get to talk about it uh, on here, but I, I am a little troubled by how women are not supporting women nowadays, uh, especially with the situation going on with Kavanaugh's accuser. Uh, I have daughters, and, and to me, I, I, I feel more comfortable in the world knowing that women will look out for each other. I'm not saying guilt either way. I just know that I'm tired of seeing women not support each other and help each other through these times when there's people out there that do not have their best interests at heart. Uh, empathy. Please, please, please understand the world will be a better place if you have more empathy in your life. You don't always have to be in somebody's shoes, but to look and know that that person is different and they have a different situation can make the world better. So to close out this episode of Critical in Thinking, uh, we're going to have the awesome and always irreverent. I don't even know what that word means, but I, I know people like to throw it out there in, in the thing. But always irreverent, Christopher Walken. <laughs> you always make me do walking. Because because I know you, you you kill it. I know you kill it all the time. Christopher Walken is going to uh, take us out. He's going to explain the guest that we had, and he's going to tell you what to do. <laughs> I feel like I've done Christopher Walken too many times. Okay, already. so I'm gonna, I'll give you another one. All I'll right. give you another one. Uh, do you want to do Statham or do you no? Um, you want to do Charlie Sheen? All right, I'll do Charlie Sheen. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, Charlie Sheen taking us out and telling you that Bigfoot does not exist. <laughs> Hi, uh, look. Uh, I know that uh, you think that that there's a Bigfoot out there, but. Uh, Look, guys, uh, the only thing I can say to you is uh, if you want big feet, ladies, uh, I've got uh, I've got some pretty big feet. And uh, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, the other thing is, uh, look, uh, I've been up for uh, 65 fucking straight days right now. Uh, I got to tell you, Ty, I've seen Bigfoot and fucking aliens uh, just in my fucking coffee this morning. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know what's fucking real anymore, but uh, go to, um, what the fuck is that place? Uh, skeptoid.com. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> fuck, anybody got any crack? <laughs> <laughs> Critical in thinking with Ty Barnett and Ian Harris. We're out. Peace. <laughs> hey, Brian, thank you, man. That was awesome, bro.